Today on From His Heart, we take a deep dive into the third commandment. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. The very first thing in the model prayer is, hallowed be thy name. This was not a new concept that Jesus was giving his disciples. It's the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Of all the Ten Commandments, it's the only commandment that has expressly written in it. This is what happens if you break this commandment. For the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. The third commandment is so important, and no doubt we've all broken it at some point, brushing it off as inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Exodus 20, verse 7 says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Now this can mean using God's name like a swear word, or it can mean saying you are Christian but not living or acting like Jesus would want you to act. This is From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, and thank you for joining us as we continue our study of the Ten Commandments all this month. Today, we'll be enlightened about the breaking of the Third Commandment because it's such a big deal and never something to be taken lightly. The message today is from Pastor Jeff's new ten-message series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. This is also our special thank you gift this month for your support of any amount, and you can find out more at From His Heart. If you can, open your Bible to Exodus chapter 20. Here's Pastor Jeff to begin the lesson called, Hallowed Be Thy Name. The Bible says, Proverbs 22, verse 1, a good name is more desired than great riches. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 7, 1, a good name is better than expensive perfume. So let me ask you, do you have a good name? a good reputation at school, in the community, at work, in the church? Do you have a good name? Do people associate your name with godliness, with honesty and integrity, with responsibility, with trustworthiness? You know, when the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. Jesus said, pray them in in this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy be your name. As the easy-to-read version translates that, Lord, we pray that your name will always be kept holy. Hallowed means holy. Now, that's how the Lord told them, when you pray, now, it's not, a, it's not a prayer that we're to recite necessarily, it's a model prayer. But the very first thing in the model prayer is, hallowed be thy name. This was not a new concept that Jesus was giving his disciples. This was something that was written in stone. It's the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. 
Now, I was listening this week to some sermons by Bodie Bauckham. He's done a series called the, the Law of Worship. And in the Law of Worship, he takes the first four commandments, uh, you know, two, two tablets of stone. You have uh, vertical commandments on one tablet, the first four, and then horizontal commandments on the second tablet that deal with uh, commandments five through ten that deal with man to man. But the first four are us with God. And I like what he says about them. He says, uh, the first commandment, we worship God only. The second commandment, we worship God rightly. The third commandment, we worship God reverently. And the fourth commandment, we worship God regularly. Those are the first four, the vertical direction of the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments. So in our study, written in stone, we're going to look at commandment number three. And just to give us background and a running start, we're going to start Exodus 20 and verse 1. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Commandment number one. Commandment number two, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Commandment number three, you shall not... Take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Commandment number three is so important. Now, they're all connected because, as Vodi Bauckham said, the first four are all vertical and they all are connected in the worship of God. But commandment number three, of all the Ten Commandments, it's the only commandment that has expressly written in it, this is what happens if you break this commandment. For the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Now, it's not a minor thing, a trivial thing, an incidental thing to break the third commandment. And I dare say everyone in this room, everyone under the sound of my voice has broken the third commandment. Oh, it's no big deal. It's a really big deal. And we're going to discover why it is such a big deal today. So what's the big deal about it? Why does God seem to get so upset about it? Number one, God's name represents all his goodness and all his glory. His character, his nature, his splendor, everything is wrapped up in his name. Now, as you read the Bible, you'll find, especially in the Old Testament, you'll find that God has many names. I mean, we read about different names for God, and somebody has said there's 102 different names for God. Well, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God, Elohim in the Hebrew, Elohim. Uh, created the heavens and the earth. That's the first name we run into. El is a, is a compound word. El means might and power, and Ohim means uh, to keep a vow. Right in the very first verse of the Bible, we run into the God who has all might and all power and who always keeps his word. Elohim. 
And we have other L names of God in the scripture. We have El Roi, one of my favorite names for God, the God who sees me, Genesis chapter 16. We have El Elyon, God Most High. We have the song that Amy Grant made very popular, the name of God, El Shaddai, the, the overpower or the mighty God. So a lot of L names for God. And it just gives us, it's like looking at a diamond. You just turn it a little uh, bit and you get a different uh, sense of its splendor, a different angle and viewpoint of its splendor. That's why God gives us so many names because God is so infinite that our minds can't comprehend God just in one shot. Well, you run into Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7, the prophecy of Jesus. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All those names given to the Lord Jesus Christ 700 years before he ever came on the scene as far as walking this earth. And then you have the personal name of God, the, the covenant name of God, and that's in four letters, Y-H-W-H. We don't really know definitively how to pronounce that name. See, the Hebrew language didn't have vowels. It's really difficult to pronounce words that don't have vowels. And so you take the, the Hebrew yod Hey vav Hey y Y-H-W-H, and they used to pronounce it. it. It's given in Scripture in the Old Testament 6,500 times, 6,500 and some change. It's used over and over and over and over and over again in Scripture. That's the name that God gave to Moses at the burning bush when Moses said, Lord, what, what should I say? What's your name? I don't know your name. What the children of Israel are going to ask me, well, what is his name? What should I say to them? You tell them I am sent you. I am who I am. And that word I am is the four letters, called in theological circles the tetra, meaning four, tetragrammaton, the four letters. The best we can come up with is Y-H-W-H is Yahweh. Now, about the time of the Reformation in the 1500s, they took the four letters, Y-H-W-H, and they Latinized them, and they, they translated those four letters into Latin, and then from the Latin, they pronounce them with the German pronunciation. So Y-H-W-H became J-H-V-H, and we know that name as Jehovah, Yahovah, Jehovah. And so we have all these Jehovah names. If you grew up in the church, you know about these Jehovah names, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord ever-present. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And so whether you call him Jehovah or whether you want to get probably more technically correct, Yahweh, that's the special name of God. That's the name that's used over and over and over again. And that's the name that's used with other names. Now in Exodus chapter 20, it's used as Yahweh, your Elohim. Elohim, the God of might and power, the God who always keeps his word. Yahweh, the personal name of God, the I am, the self-existent one. And so God is very, very interested and committed 
to his name and the holiness of his name. That's high, high, high on his list. I'm going to carve 10 words, 10 commandments into stone, and that's one of the commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God, Yahweh, your Elohim, in vain, for Yahweh will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. His name represents all that he is, all his goodness and majesty and glory and grace. You say, well, where do you get that, that his name represents all that? I'm glad you asked. Exodus chapter 33. Moses says to the Lord, Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, I pray, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Your glory, your goodness is in the name, in the name. That's Exodus 33. And what happens in Exodus 34? He hides Moses in the cleft of the rock and he covers him with his hand. And he says, Moses, you can't see my face. No man can see my face and live. I'm going to show you the backside of my glory. I'm going to show you the edges of my glory. I'm going to show you the, the afterglow of my glory, so to speak. And this is what the Lord said when he passed by. The Lord, the Lord, God, Yahweh, Yahweh, El just the shortened version of God, L. This is my name and this is who I am, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. And when Moses had that encounter with God, he made haste to get low and worship God. His name encompasses all of who he is. Now, let me ask you, when you think of the name of God and who he is. Do you ever read scripture and say, well, I like this aspect of God's character, but I don't like that aspect of God's character. Some people say, well, you know, I don't like the idea that God judges. I don't like the idea that there's a hell and that people could actually end up in hell. I don't like the idea that uh, there's a great white throne judgment where the Lord says, depart from me, all you who practice lawlessness. I don't, I don't like the, the idea of that. Well, so what? Who cares what you like? God is God. Remember what I've told you? God is not who you want him to be. He is who he is. And when you have people who say, well, I like this about God, but I don't like that about God, and so I'm throwing out the things I don't like about God, well, then you created another God. As it says in 1 Corinthians, uh, they had another Jesus in whom we have not preached. Just because somebody uses the name of God, somebody uses the name of Jesus, doesn't mean it's the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the cultist is not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the liberal is not the Jesus of the Bible. They create another Jesus whom we have not preached. They create another God. And you might be guilty of that, creating another God in your own imagination, if you have done that, you've broken the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. You've broken the second commandment because you've created an idol. You've created a God who doesn't exist. 
God is who he is. And when we read things about God that we say, man, I mean, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah by raining down fire and brimstone, having made them an example to those who would live ungodly thereafter. Well, that just sure doesn't sound like God. It does sound like God. It is God. And you need to know about God, the fullness of who he is. Well, his name represents that. All his goodness, all his glory, all his grace, all his splendor, everything is wrapped up in his name. That's the first insight. And second insight, God's name is to be feared and revered far above all other names. The Lord has bestowed on Jesus the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, you, you want to know something that's so cool? So in the Old Testament, you have the special name of God, and if you have a Bible like mine, New American Standard, anytime you run into the four letters, Y-H-W-H, it's always capitalized, L-O-R-D, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, and it's to let you know that that's the name. That's the name. And use 6,500 times, 6,519, I think, Lord, Yahweh, it's not used once in the New Testament. Y-H-W-H. He said, why is that not used once in the New Testament? Because the name that's used in the New Testament is Jesus. You shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. And the name Jesus means Yahweh saves. Yahweh saves. We read about Yahweh in the Old Testament and we see Yahweh in the New Testament. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Now, the last book in the Old Testament, they were breaking the third commandment in such a horrible way. This is what the Lord says to them. The priests, it was especially in the ministry, it was rotten and it was polluting the people. And the Lord says, for from the rising of the sun, even to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense is going to be offered to my name and a grain offering that is pure for my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts, says Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of angel armies. And then he goes on to say, but cursed be the swindler who is a male in his flock and vows it, but sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared. Psalm chapter 8, verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Holy and awesome, Psalm 111 says, holy and awesome is his name. And in Malachi's day, they were profaning the name. They were breaking the third commandment. Have you broken the third commandment? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So let's look at that in the Hebrew. You shall not take. We kind of interpret the word take to mean speak. You shall not speak the name of the Lord in vain. But the word take means a whole lot more than just speak. The word take literally means to bear, 
to carry, to lift up. You shall not bear the name of the Lord in vain. You shall not lift up the name of the Lord in vain. You shall not carry the name of the Lord in vain. In vain means emptiness, nothingness, falsehood, worthlessness. Now, I want to share with you five ways that people take the name of the Lord, their God, in vain. How Christians take the name of the Lord, our God, in vain. It is horrible, but it definitely happens. So first way, we take his name in vain when we use it flippantly, when we use it lightly, when we use it mindlessly. You know, to be flippant means you lack proper respect. Hey, when we take God's name in vain, it happens when we use it flippantly and lightly. We, we text a friend, and what do we use? Those three letters, OMG. Everybody knows what that means. And those that are trying to cover their tracks, they say, well, I mean gosh. Well, what does gosh stand for? Oh, well, it's my way of not saying God. We use that, that the name of God as an interjection. You say, what's an interjection? It's just something that you say. It's just mindless. Somebody tells you a story. Oh, man, that's something. The old man is an interjection. Oh, wow, that's cool. That's an interjection. It's words that don't necessarily have some tremendous meaning to them. You just use it. Wow, cool, neat. Ew, that's an interjection. And we use God's name that way. The, The name that is above all names, we use it flippantly. Hey, you know, you can sing a hymn or a a praise song, and if you're not engaged with what you're singing, and you're singing about God's name, and your mind is a million miles away, you've broken the third commandment, because you're mindless in speaking the name. You're listening to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. And today's message entitled, Hallowed Be Thy Name, where we're learning the many ways we often take God's name in vain. The commandment says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. As we've learned today, commandment three is so important. No doubt we've all broken this commandment, brushing it off as inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, but it's not at all. It's essential to speak of God with reverence and surrender. This convicting message and nine others are part of an extensive new series from Pastor Jeff that we're in this month called Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. This series is available to you for a gift to From His Heart this month of any amount. All you give helps to get these lessons on the air each and every day in your city and in every city in America. You can request it either on USB flash drive, digital download, CDs, or DVDs, your choice, when you call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org. Again, call 866-40-BIBLE or go to fromhisheart.org. Request the series, Written in Stone. And thank you for joining with us to share good news of God's love found only in Christ. We also hope that when you do go to the website, you'll listen to the Real Hope Minute from Pastor Jeff. You can also sign up to receive the weekly Real Hope email encouragement letter. 
You'll get that in your inbox every Friday morning. Or download an MP3 of any broadcast you may have missed, along with the sermon notes. Plus, you can easily join Pastor Jeff on some of the most popular social media outlets. The web address again, fromhisheart.org. I'm Larry Nobles inviting you to be here tomorrow for part two of Pastor Jeff's message, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Join us on Wednesday when we'll again open God's Word and share real truth, love, and hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.